the Bible Study Podcast, episode 788. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Zechariah with chapter 10. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Today's chapter is titled, The Lord Will Care for Judah. Ask the Lord for rain in the springtime. It is the Lord who sends the thunderstorms. He gives showers of rain to all people and plants of the field to everyone. The idols speak deceitfully. Diviners see visions that lie. They tell dreams that are false. They give comfort in vain. Therefore, the people wander like sheep, oppressed for lack of a shepherd. My anger burns against the shepherds, and I will punish the leaders. For the Lord Almighty will care for his flock, the people of Judah, and make them like a proud horse in battle. From Judah will come the cornerstone, from him the tent peg, from him the battle bow, from him every ruler. Together they will be like warriors in battle trampling their enemies into the mud of the streets. They will fight because the Lord is with them, and they will put the enemy horsemen to shame. I will strengthen Judah and save the tribes of Joseph. I will restore them because I have compassion on them. They will be as though I had not rejected them, for I am the Lord their God, and I will answer them. The Ephraimites will become like warriors, and their hearts will be glad as with wine. Their children will see it and be joyful. Their hearts will rejoice in the Lord. I will signal for them and gather them in. Surely I will redeem them. They will be as numerous as before, though I scatter them among the peoples. Yet in distant lands they will remember me. They and their children will survive, and they will return. I will bring them back from Egypt and gather them from Assyria. I will bring them to Gilead and Lebanon. And there will not be room enough for them. They will pass through the sea of trouble. The surging sea will be subdued and all the depths of the Nile will dry up. Assyria's pride will be brought down and Egypt's scepter will pass away. I will strengthen them in the Lord and in his name they will live securely, declares the Lord. And so we get this wonderful verse here that's talking about the Lord's care for Judah. And of course, one of the things we're talking about when we are dealing with these minor prophets is, are we talking about soon or are we talking about a long ways from now? And this is one of those unclear sort of things. But definitely the Lord has brought back his people. He's telling them to build the temple. That's part of the theme here of Zechariah. He's given them promises two chapters ago in terms of how things are going to be, and then gave curses to their enemies one chapter ago. And so he starts here with, ask the Lord for rain in springtime. And if you are a people who live as most people do, or for most of history, most people have done on the rains and whether or not the rains are going to come to water your crops and therefore you're going to eat this year. This is a not a trivial sort of prayer. Ask the Lord for rain in the springtime. It is the Lord who sends the thunderstorms. He gives showers of rain to all people and plants of the field to everyone. I used to misunderstand when it talked in the Bible about God calls the rain to fall on the just and the unjust. And that really is the mercy of God, that God is blessing all of those, his people and the rest of the people. And here it says he gives showers of rain to all people and plants of the field to everyone. And so it's talking about the generousness of God. But then he talks about those who are deceitful, those who are the diviners and those who are the false prophets, those who are turned his people away from 
the true God to others' gods, those other idols and such that they are worshiping them, got them in trouble that went them off, that got the, that had them go off into Babylon into exile. And so he still looks at those people. The idols speak deceitfully. Diviners see visions that lie. They tell of dreams that are false. So there's still this problem that he sees in the future with people that are going to say they see something and are going to be making it up. And we still see that in our day and age. There are people who tell us things that are false, but there are also people who tell you they're predicting the future. And I don't just mean that they're making a prediction, but they tell you that they can see the future um, who are lying. Uh, this, this still happens. And so they give comfort in vain, right? And that's part of the problem here is that He's saying that they're drawing people away from God who actually can send the thunderstorms, who actually gives showers of rain, the God who actually is listening to prayers, and instead it's putting their hope in false places, and therefore they're wandering like sheep, oppressed for lack of a shepherd. They're following someone. We have that phrase, the the blind following the blind. You know, you're going to end up someplace you don't want to go if you're following someone who doesn't know where they're going. And so God, when it says his anger burns against shepherds, he is not talking about people who actually keep sheep. He's talking about people who treat his people as sheep, leaders who don't have the heart of God and don't have the good of the people in mind. Therefore, I will punish their leaders for the Lord will care for his flock for the people of Judah. And then all of these very militaristic phrases here about make them like a proud horse in battle, the battle bow. Will come from them. They'll be warriors in battle. And these are the ones that I don't know if this is a short term prophecy or if this is something a little more esoteric, because there aren't that many times from this point in Judah's history where they will rise up and uh, have victory over somebody who is oppressing them. I can think of one time, and that's the book of Maccabees, which happens in that intertestamental period. But that's the only time I can think of that happens. So I wonder if this is something a little more spiritual that we're talking about here, not necessarily a literal prediction of what Zechariah was saying was going to happen in the future. And then we also get from Judah will come the cornerstone. And of course, as a Christian, when I look back in the Old Testament and I see cornerstone, I think of Jesus. Um, and so are we talking about something that is coming through that second coming of Jesus don't know. It's certainly easy for me as a Christian to read that into these things. But certainly we're, we've got the victory of God going on here, right? That God is making even this small insignificant kingdom of Judah, because it's not even Israel anymore. Remember, 10 of the tribes are gone forever. Even them he is making like warriors in battle and trampling the enemies into the mud. We're basically saying when you fight alongside of God, remember two chapters ago when we were talking about the Lord Almighty, right, then you're going to win. That's really kind of what's going on here. They will fight with the Lord. They will fight because the Lord is with them, and they will put the enemy horsemen to shame. I will strengthen Judah and save the tribes of Judah, and then we've got this restoration going on. I'm going to bring people back because I haven't rejected them. And so all of the people around them all of these people are going to become warriors and their children will be joyful and their hearts will rejoice in the Lord and then I'm going to gather them in. And this is a, one of those themes that God has in the prophets in many, many places where he talks about he has scattered and now he will gather. In this case, I like the fact that it's, they'll be more numerous or as numerous as before, sorry, but they're going to be, there isn't even going to be room for them when he gathers them back together. 
Now, one thing we need to look at is the scattering of the people. There is some plan of God in that too. And I think about that because I've been reading in my personal devotions through the book of Acts. And as Paul goes from city to city in Asia Minor, what is now Turkey and in Greece, almost all of those cities, he first goes to the synagogue and there's a Jewish community in those cities. And so the scattering of the people of Judah, the scattering of the Jews there in that early testamental, intertestamental period really does lay the seeds for the starting of the church in these so many places because Paul and the other apostles start with their people. They start with the Jewish people. Then they start preaching in the synagogues and then they typically get thrown out at some point. Some people follow them and they go to the Gentiles. And so that scattering that was done itself had a purpose or we see the purpose of God in that as well. But in this point, he's talking about looking past that. I'm going to bring them back from Egypt, from Assyria. I'm going to bring them to Gilead and Lebanon. There won't not be a room enough for them. They'll pass through this surging seas. In the seas in the Old Testament, this is not a seagoing people. And so seas are often seen as as a source of evil, as a source of unrest or a source of not calm. If you were, you know, the the Phoenicians, for instance, you might look at the seas very differently, but for this pastoral people, the seas are something you pass through or you pass by. And you have to think about that when you think of the people of God who come through the Red Sea, that if you're that people who is not a seagoing people and that the that the sea is often depicted as as evil or as as violent or as something to be avoided that that very dramatic moment of passing through the red sea is itself symbolic of god delivering them not just for the egyptians but delivering them through this whole mess of things surging sea will be subdued and all the depths of the nile will dry up assyria's pride will be brought down and egypt's scepter will pass away it's interesting, by this point in history, I don't think Egypt will be ruled by Egyptians for many generations still. It was captured by the Nubians and generations previous, was ruled then by the Babylonians, and then later will be ruled by the Greeks. And then the Ptolemies, who come from Alexander the Great, one of his generals, Ptolemy, will rule into the Roman period, and then they'll be ruled by Rome. And so it's quite some time until Egypt at this point will be ruled by Egyptians for Egyptians. And so Egypt's scepter has passed away from that once mighty nation that she was by the time the prophet is saying this. I will strengthen them in the Lord and in his name they will live securely, declares the Lord. And there again is that promise the people of God who just returned really want to hear. I want to hear that God will strengthen us. I want to hear that it will be okay. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. What do you do when your world is falling apart? How do you march when it would be easier to stay where you are and die? Join me every week on the March or Die podcast, and we'll discuss that and so much more.